Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
So, Emma, 
הפכת מספדי למחול לי, פיתחת סקיבה, תאזני שמחה, הפכת מספדי למחול לי, פיתחת סקיבה, תאזני שמחה, הפכת מספדי למחול לי פיתח את הסקירה, תעזרני שמחה. הפך את המספדי למחול לי. פיתח את הסקירה, ותעזרני שמחה. הפכת מספדי 
למחול לי. פיתח את ותעזרני שמחה. ותעזרני שמחה.
Oh 
JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning. It's Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Simcha Lina with Shomer Yisrael. Hallelujah, that was a Diaspora. Yitzchak Fuchs had Hafachta. Tzama was Isaac Bitone, David Dardashti, and Asher Bara. Yogati, that was uh, brand new from Yaakov Shweki. Baruch Chait and Nodal Shimcha Afalpi from Shlomo Katz. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this June 15th, day five in the month of Tammuz, the year 5781, Tufshin Payalif, 67 degrees with 90% humidity, winds are west at three miles per hour, cloud, sun, and a high of 81. <laughs> I like that. Tonight, clear sky. <laughs> Tonight, clear skies, low 62, sunshine tomorrow, high 79 degrees. Um, 76 in Yerushalayim, 67 here in New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. How's everybody doing? I hope fine and dandy. So far, I guess so good in terms of the Israeli government. <laughs> Seems to be holding no drastic decisions yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, we'll do our news from Israel at the top of the hour in Hebrew. And uh, we are paying careful attention, of course, as you would imagine, uh, to the news on the other side of the world. The Jerusalem Post is actually reporting that Naftali Bennett has purged Yamina of those members of Knesset who oppose the new government. That's his party. Wants to make sure that everybody remains loyal to the new arrangement. Israel has unmasked. The face coverings are no longer required in enclosed spaces. Another sign of, quote-unquote, reopening or returning to normal. Uh, the Bennett-Netanyahu handover meeting, according to the Jerusalem Post, lasted only 25 minutes. And the flag march, Rikud Galim, has been approved. Uh, the controversial, according to the Jerusalem Post, I'm not sure what's so controversial about it, but anyway. The controversial flag march event has been given the go-ahead for Tuesday against the background of threats of renewed violence by Hamas terror groups over the route of the march. <coughs> the event scheduled for Jerusalem Day was canceled. Due to tension in the capital, uh, Omer Barlev, who's the new public security minister, said Monday that the police were well prepared for the march against the background of ongoing tension in East Jerusalem and calls for Hamas for Arab Israelis and East Jerusalem residents to confront the procession. The route usually starts at the Shar Shem and goes through the Muslim quarter out to the Kotel. The approved route for Tuesday will see the parade go in front of Shar Shem, but then proceed outside the city walls to, to Shar Yafo, down Rehov David HaMelech, which divides the Christian and Armenian quarters, and down uh, the Chain Gate Street, which divides the Muslim and Jew- Jewish quarters and into the Kotel Plaza. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so they're not going to be going through the Muslim quarter. They will be going through the Arab market, uh, the Shuk. And we'll see if we find any uh, reports from the Rikud Galim, the rescheduled Rikud Hadgalim that is going through uh, Jerusalem. Also, the Jerusalem Post reports that the first ever Emirati student has arrived to study at an Israeli university. It's pretty cool, I must say. JM and the AM at a quarter before 7 o'clock on this Tuesday. We'll speak with the uh, author of uh, Yedidya. The book is called Yedidya, a novel based on the Torah series Thanking Hashem When Things Look Bad, or by Daniel Yaakov Travis, coming up here at JM in the AM.
Um, so we'll have that for you here. And... Who else is scheduled for today? Who else are we presenting on this Tuesday to our beloved audience? Oh, there's a uh, very important campaign going on to help a family that's going through a very difficult medical situation. We'll discuss that in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. So we'll do that coming up. And uh, tomorrow, Yaakov Shweki. Tomorrow, a new Music Alert Wednesday. Yaakov Shweki expected uh, live via telephone here at the JM and the AM. He's got a brand new album, and there's plenty to talk about as the expression goes. So we'll do that tomorrow here at JM the AM. Yaakov Shweki, a new music alert Wednesday. <laughs> Had to remember the day of the week there for a moment. A new music alert Wednesday tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. This is a piece from Mordechai Shapiro's brand new one. The album is called Sing It. This one is called Dinner and Third Dance on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
העולם נושא עיניים, לירושלים, לארץ קטנה. ומדברים בלי סוף עדיין, הפעמותיים, עברה לה עוד שנה. בכל מקום שבו כולם יודעים שפיסים הוא מתקיים. ואת כל מי שראתי תשמע שעם ישראל Dinner medley done by um, Mordechai Shapiro and company with the Freilich Band and the brand new album entitled Sing It. As he just said in that recording. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. I want to thank those who've been donating to fjbunity.org. I want to thank those who've been sending in their donations via mail. I want to thank those who have been uh, sending in donations via the web. I want to thank those who have become... Week, excuse me, monthly donors. I want to thank those who've become monthly donors uh, via the web at fjbunity.org. You have no idea how much that helps us when people become monthly donors. Um, so again, I thank you for that. Uh, and I thank those who have donated specifically in memory of Mayor, Mayor Weingarten. And, um, and what can I say? It's a, uh, it's a wonderful effort on behalf of the entire community, uh, by those who want to see this program continue and who enjoy what we provide every single day. And that's much appreciated. Good to be the subject of so many positive and wonderful things that are going on. And uh, I thank all of you for uh, for just um, finding it uh, within you to contribute something to keep us going. So fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Again, those of you who've been donating in memory of Mayor, special thank you to you. 
and uh, we will continue to do what we do best right here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, the beloved NSNF. it's on the background to our news from Israel coming up. Then we'll speak to Rabbi Travis, who's going to join us. Brand new book is called Yedidya. Uh, tomorrow, Yaakov Shweki, a new music alert Wednesday. Yaakov Shweki, 7.45 a.m. tomorrow morning right here at JM&M. Get ready for that. Should be an interesting conversation. Always is. Galaitzal in the background. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM&M. Galaitzal Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim. Baulpan Tal Shenhav, Im Mashakore Akshav. שר הביטחון בני גנץ קיים הערכת מצב לקראת מצעד הדגלים בהשתתפות בכירי מערכת הביטחון. מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון דורון קדוש. בהערכת המצב השתתפו הרמטכ"ל, מפכ"ל המשטרה, סגן ראש השב"כ, מתאם פעולות הממשלה בשטחים וגורמי ביטחון נוספים. שר הביטחון גנץ עמד על הצורך למנוע חיכוך ולשמור על ביטחון כלל האזרחים, יהודים וערבים. בהמשך היום צפויה הערכת מצב נוספת אצל הרמטכ"ל כוכבי, כדי להחליט האם יש צורך בתגבור כוחות ביהודה ושומרון ובגזרת הדרום. כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי מעדכן שהג'יהאד האסלאמי שיגר איום לישראל ומסר נעמוד בכל הכוח נגד ההתגרויות של המתנחלים בעיר הקדושה ונציב סכר בפני כל מי שינסה לפגוע במסגד אל-אקצא. בצהריים פרצו שתי שרפות בעוטף עזה ככל הנראה מבלוני תבערה שהופרחו מרצועת עזה. חבר הכנסת יאיר גולן ממרץ מתח ביקורת על קיום המצעד ואמר לאמיר איבגי אסור לתת ללאומנים גזעניים להשתלט על סדר היום ולהבעיר את השטח. המצעד הזה הוא מיותר לחלוטין. מדובר על שורה של צעדים פרובוקטיביים שכל תכליתם להדליק את המזרח התיכון. יהיו פה עכשיו, במהלך החודשים הקרובים, ניסיונות חוזרים ונשנים פשוט להדליק את השטח. מה שאני רואה ברשתות זה בעצם מאמץ מכוון של הימין הקיצוני להבעיר את מדינת ישראל כל זה תחת לחימה בממשלת השמאל, שהיא באמת באמת ממשלת אחדות לאומית אמיתית. שבעה נערים בני 12 נפצעו באורח קל מפיצוץ של חומר מסוכן ככל הנראה נפצים בבית ספר ביישוב במועצה האזורית משגב. צוותי מגן דוד אדום שהגיעו למקום העניקו להם טיפול רפואי ופינו אותם לבית החולים כשהם בהכרה מלאה וסובלים מחבלות בגפיים. ביטול חובת עטיית המסכות בחללים סגורים. הממונה על הקורונה, פרופסור נחמן אש, אומר ביומן הצהריים, מקווה שהמהלך הזה לא יהיה מלווה בעלייה בתחלואה. היה נעים לראות את הפרצופים מאחורי המסכות, זה בהחלט שינוי רגע באמת מאושר. יחד עם זאת, נעקוב כדי לראות אם יש התפרצויות של תחלואה. החזרה מחו"ל חייב להיות מלווה בבידוד למי שלא מחוסן, ועל זה צריך להקפיד. מוקדמות ליגת האלופות בכדורגל. אלופת המדינה מכבי חיפה הוגרלה נגד קיירת הקזחית בסיבוב הראשון. כתב חדשות הספורט ליאל אריה. מכבי חיפה תפגוש את הקבוצה הקזחית אותה הדיחה אשתקד בליגה האירופית. המשחק הראשון בין השתיים ייערך בשישה או בשבעה ביולי, ומשחק הגומלין יתקיים שבוע מאוחר יותר. מכבי חיפה תצטרך לצלוח ארבעה סיבובים כדי להעפיל לשלב הבתים של ליגת האלופות. מזג האוויר, הטמפרטורות תהיינה מעט נמוכות מהרגיל העונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
JM in the AM, Tuesday morning on this 15th of June. It's the 5th of Tammuz. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Again, I thank uh, those who are contributing at fjbunity.org in memory of Mayor Weingarten, or for whatever reason you might be contributing to keep us going here. But as each time I come across another donation memory of Mayor, it means so much to us, and I know what it means to him. And I thank you very much for that. His Shloshim is coming up uh, next Friday. Um, I'm encouraging those of you who sponsor Shurim and Mishnayot, etc., in memory of individuals, keep that in mind um, for his Shloshim, Mayor Nachum ben David. And we are hoping to have some type of uh, either right around Shloshim or post Shloshim uh, get together either via Zoom or part of a JMDM broadcast. We're actually working on that and thinking about how to present it exactly with our friends in Israel. So we'll have those details as soon as those details are available. Please, God. Uh, Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis is with us live via telephone. The book is called Yedidya. The book is written by author Naomi Elbinger. The book is a Feldheim release. It is brand new, and it is based on the Torah series Thanking Hashem When Things Look Bad. Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis is based in Israel, and he is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Travis, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Yeah, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on your program. I appreciate that. Tell everybody what you what you generally when you're when you're not inspiring when you're not inspired. Rabbi Travis, are you there? Yes. When yeah, yeah. The what, reception has to go and try to find a place where it's really ah, good. Ah, gotcha. Okay, no problem. When you're not inspiring books, what are you normally doing in Israel? Uh, normally doing, I'm normally doing a hundred different things, but <laughs> my prime, my prime goal in life, maybe I'll just give a one and a half history sure. that I was in the Bronx High School of Science and, um, Ramir Kahana came to the school. I wasn't religious at the time. I wouldn't have gone to hear him speak, but the Peace and Justice Society put up signs not to go. So that inspired me to go. And he had one message when I was 15, I heard the message, go to Israel, go yeshiva, and study Torah. And that was the most inspiring, true uh, words I heard in my life. And I decided I had to go. But, you know, you don't just step on a plane from Bronx Science. Rabbi Nate Siegel, your brother, um, took me under his wing, and he kind of directed me in that direction until two years later, I was in Israel. I was very inspired by the book Halachic Man by Rav Soloveitchik, and I decided that my goal in life was to train postkin for the Jewish people, but not just postkim who can deal with uh, simple questions of kashras and Shabbos, but the most intricate questions that deal with the most personal, intimate, um, difficult, messy, all the really, really shilas that people don't want to deal with. I want to train postkim who can deal with that, which I call people-oriented sock. And just so, and just so everyone in the audience understands, when you say postkim, you mean religious decisors. You're trying to train people that can make decisions based on halacha, based on Jewish law, in very sensitive situations. And Rabbi, Rabbi Travis, frankly, today, in 2021, we have a lot of very sensitive situations. It's, it's really, really true. I see every year that as the world progresses, so there's more and more complication, more and more difficulties, more and more confusion. And um, my goal, my raison d'etre, as it were, is to try to bring light to the darkness 
whether it be in the realm of thank Hashem when things look bad in the philosophical realm, but in the world of halacha, especially since there's like two trends today very much. One trend is to be like extremely uh, stringent, and one trend to be extremely lenient. And I'm trying to forge the middle road and have Jewish leaders, train Jewish leaders who can really, you know, get down into people's emotions and take into account all of these other factors which are not always um, included in a lucky decision and to um, and to really to produce people and their suck. And, and I think we also need to make the pointer by Travis, which also I believe gets lost in this era, and I'm sure you agree with this, when one is poskening, when one is deciding and drawing conclusions for the public, making public statements about what our behavior needs to be in certain situations, very often that decision has to be dealt with very differently when dealing one-on-one, when dealing with someone's private pain or private circumstances. Would you agree? That's a thousand percent true. Every single question, I'm a very big um, proponent. Every person has to have their rub who knows them well. There's no such thing as, uh, I mean, there is such a thing called Insta-Rabbi. Some of my friends run it, but I'm a little bit not so, you know, on board with that. Because I think sock is something very deep and intimate and has to be like a one-on-one connection with, with, with a rub who really knows you well. There's a famous story that I always like to tell about, you know, the Hamana went to the rub and her chicken had many, many kosher problems. And the, 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 the Hamida all said it's going to be not kosher. The rub said it's kosher. The Hamida said, what about the shach and the taz, all of these opinions? He said, you're looking at the chicken, I'm looking at the lady. Right. So you really have to... Take into account the whole person and his whole life and everything he deals with. And, and, we, should really po- and, 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 we, and we should point out, in that story, there was a halachic basis to make it kosher. We shouldn't just, you know... For sure, right. yeah. I'm just making that clear. Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis is with us. All right. The truth is, Rabbi Travis, I see the way this is going. Uh, we could spend hours with you talking about the uh, uh, your uh, institute in Israel and, and, uh, and, and certainly uh, so much more about this topic of, uh, of Psaac in our community. Um, but we, what we need to do this morning is, fo- is focus on this book in the few minutes that we have. It's based on a Torah. The book is called Yedidya, written by Naomi Elbinger. And I didn't realize that there are other books out there. You, you mentioned this to me when you were visiting the United States. It's based on a Torah series entitled Thanking Hashem When Things Look Bad. Tell me the background of that series. Right. It's, it's actually that's a, a series that goes up every day on Tarni Time. Tarni Time. My wife and I, when we got married, we had a tremendous number of um, hardships, including my father-in-law passed away a few days before we got married, and um, I was run over a car and pronounced dead. We had a fire, pneumonia, meningitis. Like, just the list is really, really long. And I really, really made a major search for what I could do to like, try to deal with problems, you know? And I met many, many big rabbis along the way on this search, until one day I came across a concept which was just like today we don't have a Beit HaMikdash, we don't have Korbanot, so we say Korbanot, perhaps because the study of Korbanot is somewhat equivalent to bring Korbanot, so perhaps the study of the concept of good and bad and problems, that would be equivalent to experience of problems. I went to a big rug to discuss this, and he said it makes sense, and then I started the series both on Tarni Time, and it also comes up on Kol Hashan. Once, twice a day I give Shirem on this topic, Right, thanking Hashem when things look bad, the concept is that instead of experiencing the problems, to learn about the problems. And you 
you get to the same point, as it were. The, the, the experience brings you to one point, and the learning hopefully brings you to the same point. You don't need the actual problems to get to that you know, point B. Right, but and the, I found but, since I started this three years ago, incredible change in my life. But does that course of study, well, what's the change? Does that course of study actually help one deal with the quote-unquote bad stuff? And I'm saying quote-unquote because often when we see something that's bad, it's not always bad. And you set an entire list, and sometimes you look at your list compared to others, and your list is nothing. Can this series help people deal with what they consider bad things? Definitely, because um, the Torah has a very, very specific, laid-out um, prototype way to deal with issues and problems, right? And each person, according to his own personality and his own understanding, right? But the general way is, is laid out in many, many Torah sources, right? The more Torah sources you study, the more your outlook will be shaped on how to see it, and the more you'll experience these difficulties in a totally different way. I'll just give you very quickly one example that Gamar brings about sure. uh, that the Gamar and Nida, that about a guy going to get a boat, and he breaks his leg, and he's cursing God, and then three days later, here the boat sank, and he's praising God. So it's not always going to be so dramatic, but I, I've seen in my own life that if you start tracking your problems, then you see often they're not really problems, but often... It's just Hashem is taking you in a certain direction. You just have to, like, surrender and get on board. Wow. And you'll see that many of your problems in life, they're helping you grow. They're making you more sensitive. They're taking you to a place you wouldn't imagine. And learning these Torah sources really is the, is the key to that. In the book, we tried to do, I tried to write a book about this topic for many years, and I always just gave up because it was too heavy. The idea was that we'll make it a novel and a really exciting I believe Mr. Elbinger is an amazing writer, one of the best writers I've ever found. And to make it a really, really exciting novel and to put all the tar concepts into a, a novel, as if it's a muscle analogy, and you'll be getting the same sort of ideas without having to read the sources, which are sometimes very heavy. So in other words, the character in the book, Yedidya, the character in the book, is playing out the advice, if you will, of Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis as written by Naomi Elbinger. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the book is available out there, correct? The book is to show how a person can go through like very, very intense situations and tragedies and come out a better person, you the, know, and be a changed, different person as a result. The book is available at the moment, correct? That's it's been out. Of us think. I was going to ask about the availability of the book. It's out already, correct? It's out. Yeah, it's been out for two months. Feldman selling it, and Brother Sham, I think we are close to finishing the first printing. We're hoping to make a second printing soon, but um, it's uh, you know certain publishing companies didn't want to take it because they said it's like too um, too new a concept. You know, there's a concept of Torah books and the concept of novels. What we really try to do is create a new genre here of Jewish literature, which is a Torah book, which is a story. Right. You know. So it, and others, you know. Uh, so it's a fictitious. Yeah, it's, it's a fictitious book, but based on. Based on real reality, so to speak, based on real life situations and real life advice. Let's put it that. Let's put it that way. Uh, the book is called Yadidya. It's based on the Torah series by Daniel Yaakov Travis. It's written by Naomi Elbinger. It's a Feldheim release, available everywhere. You could certainly search it online. Uh, again, the book is called Yadidya, written by Naomi Elbinger. Uh, give us um, uh, give us a minute or two on the on the story, uh, Rabbi Travis. You don't you don't want to give away everything, uh, but tell us the. Uh, uh, the underlying theme and uh, occurrences during this novel? Well, 
Um, you're asking a good, uh, your good question. How do you do that? The main point is, is that this Yedidia, which actually means the friend of God, right? right. There's so a certain irony to that. Right. How could you be God's best friend and he's smashing you to pieces? <laughs> Yedidia gets smashed to pieces, left and right. You know, just when you think you get in the book that you know the happy ending is going to happen, right. so it gets smashed again and again and again. <laughs> and the point is that you know Yedidia goes through this process, which we all have to go through it. It's a little bit of a biography of myself, you know, as though I didn't go through the same exact experiences, but I see, like, every time I give another share, another week, another month, another year of sharem, and you grow and you see life differently. And I recently gave a share called Experiencing Ganadin While Suffering Like Gehenna. Oh, wow. And that's really the, the you know, the word line here. You could really have a terrible, and, you know, I'm a rabbi also. I hear people's problems, and they're really crazy things going on today. You know, but there are people who say, I don't care. I'm just going to just keep going. And they have happy lives. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, if you did, yeah, has some of the um, experiences in it that you had and you just described, yes. Uh, any of the Bronx science experiences included or not? Um, <laughs> no specific thing that he does I actually went through. It's more the process, you know, the process of growth. And things, you know, from Bronx, I was training for the Olympics. I wanted to be um, in the Olympics. In fact, my, uh, my, the African-American um, members of my track team used to say, Travis, if he wasn't white, we'd say he was black, you know. <laughs> and that was like the highest accolade that a, that a, that a, a you know, a young white, American white boy could reach, you know. <laughs> I was number three in the Bronx. I was the third in the Bronx in 400-meter hurdles, you know. When Ramir Kahana came and spoke, I said, you know, I used to run 100 miles a week. I said, I'm running 100 miles a week, but where am I going? You know, I'm like, at the same point when I finished, you know. And that was like a, that was like a eureka to me. You know, it's funny. Uh, so a lot of the experience, though. It's funny because, I mean, I also went to high school in, in Riverdale. Uh, I mean, meaning in the Bronx, but in Riverdale. And, and I'm somewhat familiar with, with Bronx science. Uh, through some of the uh, Jewish colleagues that I knew there, some high schoolers would say you had it all. If you're on the track team and training for the Olympics right. and in one of the best schools in New York, and obviously one must suspect you are somewhat popular, some would look at you and say you have it all. Right. You're, you're running 100 miles a day, and you're, or 100 miles a the newspaper. Right, I was editor of the school newspaper. I was doing Westinghouse College. Like, I had everything going for me. When I left the school, I left early missions to go to YU, the principal told me that I'm off the wall. I'm, I'm crazy. You know? And I told him, you know what? He was a Jewish guy. He said, not only am I right, but you should be going to Shiva as well. Wow. How'd your parents handle it? Oh, they freaked out. Yeah. They freaked out. But today, you know, we went to to, to Kibbutz Labi for a Shabbos, my daughter's bat mitzvah. So my mother got on and said, you know, it's Rabbi Travis, the world-famous speaker. Everyone must come hear him, you know? It's just for all those people who are having trouble with their parents, you should know if you stick it out and you, you have a goal in mind, then um, your parents will have nachas in the end. Yeah, they're very you know? proud. I'm, I'm no doubt they're very proud of your accomplishments. Uh, Rabbi Travis, like I said two seconds into this conversation, I have a feeling that you and I need to speak a little bit more down the road, and I hope we'll have that opportunity. Yeah, but Dr. Shem, looking forward, and best regards to your brother, Nate. 100%. The book is called Yedidya, a novel based on the Torah series Thanking Hashem When Things Look Bad, whereby Travis um, uh, directs everyone to Torah anytime uh, where you can find his name, Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis, and the series that has the uh, 
a title thanking us when things look bad. The book, You Did Ya, is written by Naomi Elbinger. It is a Feldheim release, and it is available now like it's been for the last couple of months. It's a novel, right, fiction, a novel, uh, but based on these really serious guidelines and advice and uh, and stories that are by Danielle Yaakov Travis has brought to the attention of us through this book by Naomi Elbinger. And we wish him the best of luck with this. And like I said, I think I think everybody out there agrees after hearing Rabbi Travis for a few minutes that we need to speak to him again when we have more time and we need to speak to him again um, when, we ha- when we have an opportunity to get him in studio face-to-face here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up, including... Our Yeshiva League Sports Update, right here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Uh, Lipa with Oave Shalom here on a JM in the AM Tuesday morning. Elliot Weiselberg, you know what he does. He provides our uh, Yeshiva League sports update Tuesdays at this time. And it's been a while. Last week was the first Yeshiva League sports update in quite a while. But Baruch Hashem, it is back. I am happy to say. Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. With only a few days left of the school year, we welcome back a more traditional championship season in Yeshiva sports. This week, the JV Basketball League had their tournament, while the Diamond Sports have handed out the first of their hardware, both of which yielded similar results. All that and more straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Following last week's varsity basketball tournament, the JV League had their one-day tournament out in Teaneck this past Sunday. Although clearly not a full season, the SAR Sting will look at this as a destiny fulfilled of sorts. Considered to be a contender for the 2020 crown, the Sting had their run cut short right before the finals. This Sunday was a step back to prominence for SAR as they topped the Frisch Cougars in the finals to win the 2021 JV Basketball Championship, joining the varsity TABC Storm as the league's first outdoor basketball champions. As for leagues that usually perform outdoors, the softball leagues have all reached deep into their playoff runs with one trophy already having been handed out. Girls Varsity Softball saw two undefeated teams meet up with 8-0 Eastern Conference champion SAR taking on 8-0 Western Conference champion Maya Note. The game was close early before senior Lucy Hecht broke it open with a three-run home run to make the score 8-2. The Sting would roll from there, picking up their first Girls Varsity Softball championship since 2018. Boys JV and Varsity Softball are still in the semifinal stages, but one team has already punched their ticket to the finals. Boys JV saw 2019 runner-up YDE return to the finals with a 2-0 win over Hillel. The Thunder will now attempt to win their first championship since 2017, but will first need to wait for the semifinal contest between May and Maor to determine who they will face. If Maor makes it, it'll be Maor's first trip to the JV Finals. If May wins, it will set up a rematch of the 2019 championship, the last one to be played on the JV softball level. In boys varsity, we are still awaiting the results of the semifinals mentioned last week, as YDE will host TABC, and Darche Toro will meet Hegel Hatora. And that was your Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. JM in the AM, my thanks to Elliot. The Yeshiva League sports updates about 7.20 a.m. Eastern time each and every Tuesday here at JM in the AM. And coming up in October... I think, I think, finally, we'll be back to a regular Yeshiva League sports update with a regular Yeshiva League, please, God, please, God. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old World Class 6B fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no-nitrate-added, reduced-fat, and reduced-sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Try A&H today. And don't forget, A&H is available, A&H hot dogs, that is, available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. How cool is that? Partners in Torah, the program that has connected over 80,000 Jews to learn with one another, is launching a campaign to enroll another 10,000 Jews this year on their state-of-the-art matching platform. Help them make this happen by going to partnersintorah.org slash matching. 
partnersintorah.org slash matching, help shape the Jewish future. An amazing opportunity, especially if you have some extra time during the summer. Partnersintorah.org slash matching. Uh, our friends at artscroll.com use promo code radio every time you go to artscroll.com. You get a massive discount, plus, of course, you get free shipping uh, if you use promo code radio. And right now, you can pre order Sina Mizrahi's brand new book, Good Food, by going to artscroll.com slash good food. Artscroll.com slash good food. Sina Mizrahi is ready to uh, provide some amazing recipes for you in the month of July when the book comes out. Pre order it right now. Artscroll.com slash good food. Make sure to use promo code radio for your discount and for your free shipping. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Esther Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. Our Chachomim say that Olam Hazer, this world, is the Alma de Chakra. It is the world of falsehood. And Olam Abba, the next world, is the Olam HaEmes, the world of truth. We can understand how important it is always to say the truth. We are told in Ksubas that when Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi was lying on his deathbed, the Malach HaMoves, the angel came to take him. And that Malach had been instructed by the heavenly court, do for that Tzaddik whatever he wishes. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to the Malach, he said to the angel, take me to the Garden of Eden, take me to Gan Eden, and show me my place there. The Malach had no choice. He said, fine. The Malach then lifted Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi up above the wall, and he showed him his place in Gan Eden. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi jumped from the wall and fell to the other side. However, the Malach held on to the corner of his cloak because it was not his time yet to go. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, I take an oath, I make a shvua, that I will not come back. There was a dilemma. The Malach wanted to bring Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi back. However, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had already invoked an oath. He made a shvua. Hashem then resolved the dilemma. Hashem said, if Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had ever taken an oath, and that oath was annulled in his lifetime, he has to return to earth. If not, he's allowed to stay right where he's at. He would be permitted to remain in Gan Eden. It was found that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had always kept his word. He always fulfilled his promises. At that moment, Elio Novi announced, Clear a place for the son of Levi. Clear a place for the son of Levi. This is how the Koshnitz of Magid explains, Whoever has never desecrated his word and has never looked to be released from his promise, then according to all that comes from his mouth shall he do. From heaven they will do everything that the person requests. We see from this moving incident concerning the great Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi how important it is to keep one's word. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. and the A.M. Ari Hill, Ellie Mark is together. Project X. Tuesday morning, J.M. and the A.M. Ah, boy, oh boy. Wishing the best of luck. Although, uh, the way our, uh, the way our people are guided and supervised, it's likely not luck. It's likely with the guidance of the one above that we wish the best to our uh, brand new prime minister and the new government in Israel. Let us hope and pray that they do what is best for the Jewish people. Ah, it's, yeah, it's possible. It's possible that they, in fact, will do what's best for the Jewish people. Sometimes they just need some guidance, and a lot of that guidance does come from above. JM and the AM Tuesday will continue our um, presentations by Dr. Lior Gottlieb in memory of Mayor Weingarten coming up. Today it's chapter 125 of Tehillim, the Shir HaMalot that's uh, known as Kuf Chav Hay. And um, we'll have that uh, just after 8.30 this morning here at JM and the AM. Uh, no definitive uh, information yet from Israel regarding uh, free travel to Israel. I mean, free, meaning I, I would hope that, you know, they would reduce it to proof of vaccination. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, the rumor is that July 1st, things will change in favor of those who want to get into Israel. We shall see. No inside word. And anybody who tells you they have an inside word, they don't have an inside word. <laughs> so, keep, so keep that in mind. <laughs> That if you hear a reliable rumor from somebody, it is not a reliable rumor. That's one thing we've learned over the last few weeks. <laughs> All these reliable rumors are uh, unreliable. How do you like that? Anyway, so hopefully we'll get to Israel soon. and Hopefully everybody will have an opportunity to get to Israel soon. Believe you me, um, it is a great desire by many, to say the least. Uh, Yaakov Shweki's out with a brand new album, 24 hours from now. Again, 24 hours from now, we will um, uh, be presenting a conversation with Yaakov Shweki. Yaakov Shweki calls into JM in the AM tomorrow morning at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time. I certainly hope you'll, uh, you'll be part of that discussion by tuning in to JM in the AM at the assigned time, and we'll find out more about this brand new album entitled uh, A Toast to Life, L'chaim, A Toast to Life. Here's a sample, one of the brand new selections, Yaakov Shweki, best place for brand new Jewish music right here at JM in the AM.
situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told. One of agony and glory, of a mission to uphold. Mm, and you're essential to this story. Letter in its sacred scroll, and it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and role. You never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine unto the nations. Be proud to be. Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care And it's never, ever too late For any Jew, anywhere Every soul's a holy letter Every family word A community, a sentence Each voice, it must be heard the letters that rose up in smoke We must do more than say never again And be the eternal letters of hope For our children and for them And you know you never find yourself In a situation That you cannot undo So let your letters shine Unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Hate, and we're searching back with love and care. I know it's never, never, never too late for any Jew, any Jew, anywhere. Hey! He said to himself, if the Nazis search out every Jew in hate, we will search out every Jew. There's a home we must build together To heal a fractured world The dignity of difference we must treasure In our deeds and in our words Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner when we'll all live in harmony You never find yourself in a situation That you cannot undo So let your letter shine onto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching JM in the AM, it's never too late. Ruby New here at JM in the AM. 
song based on the words and lessons of uh, Rabbi Sachs of blessed memory. Hard to believe he's gone. Well, lost a lot of people over the last few months. I know a lot of communities feel that way, especially in this listening audience. And there is no question that um, the last year and a half has been a very tough one for the uh, Jewish community worldwide and for specific communities and, uh, and neighborhoods in the uh, the Jewish world here in the U.S. and around the world. Been difficult. Uh, hopefully this uh, pandemic is as over as we think it is and uh, life can continue and Bezrat Hashem people can, can uh, continue to uh, thrive and do good things for others and continue to have a uh, lasting impact on this world of ours. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM before Uvi knew. You heard Yaakov Shweki, brand new with Hine Elokenu. Yaakov Shweki, our guest tomorrow morning, 745, right here at JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in for a new music alert Wednesday, tomorrow right here at JM and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
Pretty good, huh? I would say so. Eitan Katz, Shlomo Katz together. Everlasting Love is the name of that one here at JM and the AM. Boy, that's a good song. That is one good song. Who was there live? I need to speak to one of the guys or, or ladies. There may have been ladies there as well. I need to speak to one of them that was there live to hear that being done live. Live in Jerusalem. Uh, before that, you heard... Um, Omer Adam's Moda'ani Leif Tahar, uh, done by Aish from volume number three here at JM in the AM. On the NSN app, listener Tikva says, I love listening to Rav Shlomo Katz sing Ahavat Olam. Um, listener Daniel down in Atlanta says, of course we still listen after the school year. Camp carpool in Atlanta is just as good a time for great Jewish music. You are right, listener Daniel, and don't forget, don't forget, if we come down to Atlanta anytime in July or August, please make yourself available for a donut breakfast at that place. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. We landed in Atlanta. <laughs> we landed in Atlanta, told nobody that we were there. And I immediately contacted listener Daniel. And I said, is there any way you could get together with us and just give us a little briefing about this community? And a half hour later, we were in uh, we were in some donut place <laughs> in Atlanta, and he was giving us a comprehensive briefing. Can't thank him enough. Um. Anyway, yeah. If we go down again, I think we'll make time for a little donut breakfast down in Atlanta. There were rumors actually of us heading to Atlanta again. There are a lot of rumors going around right now. There's a a Florida rumor which is untrue. Um, and the reason I'm saying it's untrue is because whoever was spreading the rumor was spreading the wrong city. There was a rumor that we heard over the weekend that we were heading down 
to do shows in a certain city in Florida. There is a rumor, and it's possible we're going to be heading down at some point in the next couple of months, but the city was all wrong. The rumor monger was wrong, completely off. <laughs> and then and then uh, I think at the NCSY dinner, we, we are started our own rumor about possibly going back down to Atlanta at some point. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen. Uh, it's one of the communities we love visiting. That I could tell you. Uh, it's one of those really nice Jewish communities. You should check it out. You'll be glad you did. That I could tell you. I want to thank those who've been donating at fjbunity.org. Fjbunity.org. I particularly want to thank those who are now monthly donors, who have decided to give a little bit every single month to help us out, which is a tremendous help to be a consistent donor at FJB. I also want to thank those who are donating in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Uh, so whether you're returning your envelopes and sending in your generous checks or whether you're going to fjbunity.org, whatever the method is, I say thank you from all of us here at JM and the AM. In a couple of minutes, we're going to be fundraising for a good cause. We, we are getting, in fact, not only are we getting nothing from it, knowing my family and staff, <laughs> we're going to be contributing to this, uh, to this fundraiser. Uh, we'll explain when uh, our guest uh, joins us in a couple of minutes from now why it's such an important fundraiser. So we we can, it, much to the chagrin of some people, we continue to fundraise uh, for other causes, uh, even when we're doing our own fundraiser, which ends about a week and a half from now. And I'm proud of that, by the way, very proud of that. And um, with all the wonderful sponsorships we have, and I'm not neglecting or overlooking any of the people that are great sponsors of ours. Uh, there's a lot that goes on here that's completely unsponsored, and I think that's another reason why people like the authenticity of this show and of this network. It's obvious It's obvious when it's sponsored, and I hope it's obvious when it's not. It's a lot of things we do just because we know it's the right thing to do. Uh, speaking of sponsors, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide. And now... A&H hot dogs are available at Trader Joe's. Try A&H today.
Joey Newcomb with Kila Olam Chazdo. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. Good song there from Joey Newcomb. Actually, just uh, I started one of the shows I do in Israel for Radio Coldplay with a double dose of Joey Newcomb. I don't know what their policy is over there about playing an artist twice in a row. I never asked. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a policy. <laughs> but I, I did it recently. I thought it, thought it was good shtick, as the younger generation would say. JM and the AM on a Tuesday. Both uh, Dina Mellis and Dovi Mellis are with us live via telephone. They are the parents of Rafi. And Rafi and their family need some help, and uh, we need to help them. There is a fundraising campaign through the Chesed Fund, which we'll describe once uh, I have uh, Rafi's parents explain exactly what's going on. Dina, good morning. Are you there? Oh. Okay, looks like we lost somebody. And as soon as they reconnect, we will certainly we will certainly get them on for you here at the JM in the AM. Uh Dina, are you there? Yes, we're here. Both of Oh, us. you're both there. Great. Okay. On one phone line, we have both Dina and Dovi. They are the parents of Rafi. I say good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay, let's start things off. I already told the audience that the Chesed Fund is where they need to go, and we'll give details about that. But the question, of course, is why are we happy? Are we helping Rafi, Rafi, and your family? Uh, Dina, why don't you start things off? Tell us uh, what things have been like uh, health-wise for Rafi over the last couple of years. So, okay, so since he was a baby, um, you know, he. He was getting frequently sick, um, very high fevers. They would sometimes last for weeks on end. I would take him to the pediatrician frequently. We were told it's daycare. You know, he was in daycare. There's probably exposure to daycare. Don't worry about it. He'll, he'll get better. Um, but, you know, maternal and paternal instincts knew that there was something a little more because he would get sick, get better, and then get sick again within a few short weeks. Um so at one point he was getting fevers past 104, 100, almost to 105, and and we just at our hearts we knew this wasn't normal, and the children at his daycare were not getting as sick as he was. Um, and at one point when he had one of these episodes, one, uh, a colleague at the pediatrician's office recommended that we take him to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, also known as CHOP. Um, to their immunology department. Um, over the years, they ran a battery of tests. Um, thought he had one certain kind of immune deficiency that, um, and they were following him for that. But they, at one point, did offer us genetic tests um, to see if there was some kind of explanation because his, he was seeming to get a little better. They could, had no reason for that. Um, once they did those genetic tests, they found out that he had this rare genetic disease. It's, it's one in a million diagnosis. There's only 150 families in the world that have this diagnosis. It's called XLP1, which is um, X-link lithopromyphalic disease. hope I pronounced it correctly. Um, <laughs> where if he were to be exposed to anything from the Epstein-Barr virus family or other different kinds of um, viruses, he it would be it would be fatal to him. He would go into organ failure and unfortunately not make it. Most children that have this disorder actually don't typically live past the age of ten or eleven um, without proper treatment. And that and that's because generally kids are exposed at some point to this type of virus. Like, is it is it common to hang out with people that have it? That's yeah, 
the Epstein-Barr family of viruses, um, some, you know, we know them as monos or the kissing diseases. Um, they're very common viruses that are in the world. So not, not, not to be, not to be uh, you know, dramatic here, uh, but the truth is, thank God, we're at this point. We're at the point where you know where, what it is and that he has survived, thank God, until now. Because as you just described, you know, he could have been in a really compromising situation pretty easily. But, right, that is, and it's Dovey. That, that's correct. And that's what all the physicians who have been involved now in his care, and it's not just at CHOP at this point, because of the complexities involved. It's Children's Hospital Cincinnati, it's Boston, it's NIH. Um, there are a lot of um, incredibly talented physicians at Columbia as well now that have come on board to try to find the, you know, the, 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 the best treatment. It's also a rare situation because, yes, as you said, none of the physicians we've, encountered, we've worked with yet have ever seen this diagnosed while the child is healthy. It is always diagnosed when they're essentially on death's door. Um, the fact that it was picked up when he was five and, and completely healthy is 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 sort of not really in the books yet. Um, is he? So, and, and I, I I know I read this somewhere, so this is not my original thought. But is he in a COVID situation now? Meaning that you are extra extra careful about who he hangs out with and what type of public situations he's in, just because of the uh, uh, of the um, the nature of uh, of how this virus of how viruses travel, and you're concerned about you know it affecting him. Yeah, so, so the, the fortunate thing is that the doctors actually told us with COVID that, that it likely helped him during this situation because everyone was wearing wow. masks and temperature checks. But wow. That must, give, that, must give you, that must give you a much well, different perspective on COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, uh, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, yeah, a very, very different perspective when they, when they shared it with that. And as things are sort of, you know, winding down in a COVID perspective, they have, you know, told us that until we get him to transplant, right. which can be anywhere between, let's say, one to three months, based on a lot of different factors, um, to, that yeah, he needs to live a very not a, you know, they've told us he's still five. Right. You know, mental health, me- mental health comes into play. He still needs to live his life. You just need to take precautions and masks, and but he should still be, you know, get out and do things, but take a lot of precautions. But I don't, I don't know how old his siblings are. Are they aware of what's going on? Are they involved in, in quote unquote protecting him? Uh, of who is that? I'm sorry. His siblings. I don't know what what age they are, but are they are they involved in 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 protecting him from all this, like you are? So his siblings. He has a baby brother that's ten months old. Um, ironically, he's the match for him for this bone marrow transplant. Wow. Um, so for him, it's you know, it's just more educating his big brother not to you know when he's got right. a runny nose, don't go near him, don't right. give him as many hugs. His his other brother is three years old. Um, he understands certain things to a point, like he has to wear his mask. But again, with COVID, he, you know, he's gotten very used to that. So, um, wow. whether what level he understands, he does know that his brother has to go to the hospital a lot and to doctor appointments. Um, but that's kind of the level he understands. Oh, don't worry. Twenty years from now, his brother's going to be holding it up over him. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. God, God bless. Thank God. God blessed you with a third child. Thank God. Imagine. Yeah. Unbelievable. You must thank, I mean, I, I, all of us thank God for each one of our children every day. But thank God. Look what he yeah. did, Look what he did for you with your third child. So the bottom line is, and I'm sorry for getting to the bottom line, but after all, I'm trying to encourage the audience to participate with your family and all of this. The bottom line is that you've started, or whoever it is, started a campaign with the Chesed Fund to try to raise the money necessary 
to get you guys through this process. It is, in fact, a bone marrow transplant, and you just said hopefully it'll happen in the next one to three months. I'm assuming, just based on the uh, on the speed with which this is happening, that the doctors are very encouraged that once he has the bone marrow transplant, uh, you know, he, he he's on the way to full recovery. Please, God, am I right? Yes, based on based on you know, a bone marrow transplant is risky, and it's generally what the it's run by oncology general. What they generally what they've told us the team there is that it's essentially an eighty percent success rate, which uh, that number goes up or down based on how healthy you are coming in and your age and your donor plays a big role, uh, how close the donors matched you. So somebody in his makeup today would be closer to a 95% rate is wow. what they're giving us. So, so the fact that he's young, healthy, has a matched donor puts us in a very good position. However, you know, they have, it was at their encouragement to start looking into you know, resources and things that would help us in the coming year um, because of um, it's, 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 it's about six to eight weeks in the hospital, right. of which my wife will take a leave of absence from work and go out for four to six months. Right. Um, and there's a long road post-transplant of essentially a very slow, almost like a baby again, um, of a regrowth to your immune system. It starts right. essentially from zero, and it takes about a year um, until you can sort of re-enter society normally. Yeah, hopefully, and, hopefully you guys will be able to breathe in about 18 months. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. And in that time, you know, he's going to be out of school. Right. Um, he's missing kindergarten, so you know, it's going to be a lot on us to, you know, kind of help him find tutors or be his tutors um, and and even just things down the road, you know, they, they did tell us and warn us that there could be complications when he's older of even just the idea of having children. And right. we would, would like that idea that there was some kind of fun for him that should he ever need to think of alternative ways to have children, there, there's many options out there right. that he, we, we could at least give him that gift of, you know, we're sorry you went through this, but here's a present for you. Right. Vital. Yeah, I'm sorry. By the way, we got, we really have to point out, because I'm sure there's a million people who are curious as they listen to this conversation, this is not a Jewish genetic disorder, am I correct? Not at all. And in fact, I had a lengthy conversation with our OB, the Orthodox person from our shul, um, about like, this is not something that could have been, because I did, we did uh, the battery of genetic testing through Darya Sharm, as well as through, right. I think it was Columbia or YU, NYU, whoever did it when we were in, in college. Um, and he even went straight to his, um, you know, OB checklist of what they possibly checked for. He said it was not on there. Right. He said, unfortunately, there are thousands of gene- very rare genetic diseases that just show up in the human genome completely, sometimes randomly, sometimes it's genetic, passed down from, you know, generations back. Unfortunately, especially in our community, it's hard to, when doctors try to do a family history because we're all the grandchildren of survivors, right. it's very hard to know family history going back more than one or two generations. Well, frankly, the two of you must be thrilled that you have a diagnosis for him and that there's that there's yeah. a way to treat and it. I I mean, and, 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 and I do credit the physicians who are all physician, physician scientists at shop that don't, they just dig deeper. They're constantly, you know, digging and digging. And that's when she said, six months ago, I want to, I want to push further. I want to do genetic testing, which most, you know, as he was, as his numbers were starting to come, as his um, immunoglobulins, which is what they were checking, these titers were coming up, most physicians would have said, great, you know, I'm going to discharge you from the program, you know, and, and, and God forbid that would have happened, and, right. you know, he would have caught one of these. And so they're always digging deeper, and they're incredibly collaborative with other hospitals and, and um, getting second, third, fourth opinions on best approaches. Um, but no, it was, you know, they, they were the ones that found the diagnosis, found it deep, deep in the DNA, and, um, 
or you know, in creating a care plan now. There, there's something attractive, and I, I have to be very careful how I say this, but but there because obviously, especially with the person who contacted us about you, uh, we would have done this for anybody, no matter how uh, dire the circumstances, no matter what the you know projections were, just based on past science. We, of course, as a people of faith know that the that we never give up and we do everything in our power and if it requires money we go and we raise the money etc but there's something thank god that i think is an additional attraction here that people realize based on the science that there is a tremendous chance for rafi to have a normal life uh, coming up and i think it's one of i think it's an addition i should say an additional reason again i'm trying to be careful here but an additional reason why people uh, want to help out because they really do see the light at the end of the tunnel in this specific situation. So far, over 36,000 of the 50,000 has been raised. Over 300 people have donated. Dina, that must give you an amazing feeling, not just the amount of money that so many hundreds of families have reached out in this way to help out. It has been humbling, to say the least, and overwhelming to us. Um, you know, we, we, when the fund was set up, we kind of said, you know, it'll be nice if there's a little something there for him, you know, to, or to help along the way. Right. And then Sunday night when we looked at it again, we were just blown out of the park. Um, and, 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 you know, there, there, there are no words to tell people how thankful, how grateful we are, um, because it's, it's not only going to help us now, like I said, it's not going to only help us for now, but, you know, it's going to help him in the future. No and and that that's something that we never knew how we would be able to help him down the road. Right. Well, I, I told you that this would end up costing us. We've already just donated now, and I'm encouraging other people to do the same thing. After all, who doesn't want to be on Rafi's, uh, on Rafi's road to recovery, to say the least? And uh, whatever little we could do, both in this forum and through personal donations, we're more than excited to do for you guys. Uh, it's thechesedfund.com slash Mellis family. As simple as that, folks. And literally... Today, you can help them get to their goal. They're certainly within reach. You can help them get to their goal today uh, by um, uh, by going to that site and giving what you can. That's the bottom line, and I hope everyone out there does. TheChesedFund.com. That's how you um, uh, find it online. TheChesedFund.com slash Mellis, M-E-L-E. Am I pronouncing your, your family yeah. name correctly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Mellis family, M-E-L-E-S family. That's how you donate and how you give and how you uh, participate uh, in getting uh, Rafi onto the road to recovery. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to add. I mean, we're, we're totally behind you. We want to see this a success, not just financially. We want you to give us the report very soon that Rafi's undergone the procedure and things are going well and and that your family is is moving forward with all this. Love your attitude. Love your positivity. I can only imagine the ups and downs you've been through. Uh, but there are a lot of people, as you know, behind you with tremendous hope and tremendous encouragement. The only thing we can say again is just thank you to everybody. Um, we ask everyone that, that they still daven for him daily because every day we're taking more and more tests up until that until we do the bone marrow transplant. His Hebrew name is Rafael Shraga and Dina Sara, and we just ask people to you know take some time during their day and just and just keep davening for him. Phenomenal. I thank you both. Keep us up to date, please. Thank you very much. Help Rafi, everybody. Help Rafi. How do you help Rafi? Very simple. The Chesed Fund. Yes, I know we're doing our own fundraiser here. I know it. <laughs> I always say it. But this is what proves how valuable we are. We're actually willing to fundraise for others while our fundraiser is going on. I think I have to say that a million times every time it happens because I just don't believe it myself. Uh, go to the Chesed Fund.com. The 
chesedfun.com. Be as generous as you can to help Rafi and his parents, Dina and Dovi, as you heard. Uh, they've got tremendous hope, a, a really solid opportunity here to get Rafi on his feet and on the road to recovery. Uh, God bless the doctors and all those who are agents of the one above who have gotten Rafi to this point. All you got to do is go to the chesedfund.com, the chesedfund.com slash Mellis family, the chesedfund.com slash M-E-L-E-S family, M-E-L-E-S family. Simple as that. Uh, we will continue with Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Dr. Lior Gottlieb is studying Shir Hamalot with us. Uh, in memory of Mayor, memory of Mayor Weingarten, and we will do that coming up and plenty more if you keep it right here on a uh, Tuesday morning at JMM. Yaakov Shweki tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour with a new music alert Wednesday. JM in the AM. Just preparing today. That's uh, Ari Goldwag. Just preparing today's thread. Those of you who do not get the daily thread or if you don't receive our weekly newsletter, just email Avrami, AF 
at NahumSiegel.com, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Just email Avrami. He will make sure that you receive the uh, daily thread and the weekly newsletter. Trust me, you'll want to receive it. Uh, keeps you up to date on everything that's going on here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Tuesday morning, Dr. Lior Gottlieb is studying uh, with us, lecturing us, and providing a, uh, an amazing service for us. Um, he's uh, teaching us about the Shirei HaMalot, Shirei HaMalot, during this uh, Shloshim uh, for uh, Mayor Weingarten, Mayor Nahum Ben David, Mayor Nahum Ben David. Today we're up to a 125, we're up to chapter Kuf Chaf Hey. Dr. Lior Gottlieb on Shir HaMalot, Kuf Chaf Hey in memory of Mayor Nahum Ben David at JM in the AM. The sixth Shira Ma'alot, Mizmor Kof Kafhei, Psalm 125, offers a fascinating analogy between faith in God's justice and the physical topography of Yerushalayim. One might expect Yerushalayim, the seat of God's earthly Mikdash, to be the most prominent site in its vicinity, allowing it to be seen from great distances by pilgrims who approach the city from all directions. However, Yerushalayim in its biblical boundaries is, surprisingly, slightly lower than the mountains that surround it from all sides. The psalmist utilizes the relative prominence of the city's neighboring mountains as a metaphor for God's protection of Israel. Yerushalayim harim savivlah, Yerushalayim mountains and folder, aptly says the psalm, Vahashem saviv le'amo, and Hashem enfolds his people. As Yerushalayim is shielded by the mountains around it, so is he who trusts God secure and stable. For this analogy to hold, though, divine justice must be clear and present in the world. If human goodness is not rewarded by God for all to see, and if human evil is not correspondingly punished, there will be a crumbling down of the distinction between good and evil, or there will be a corrosion in the reliance upon God. The psalm, therefore, asks God, Heitiva Hashem latovim vilisharim belibotam, Benefit the good, Hashem, and the upright of heart. Ve'amatim akal kalotam, but those who act crookedly, yolichem Hashem et poalei ha'avin. May Hashem make them go the way of evildoers. By requesting God to mete out clear justice in this world, reward for the righteous and punishment for the evil, our Mizmor is hinting that the reality of this world is far more complex, far more challenging. In doing so, this psalm is a much more mild version of the Jeremiah complaint, Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are the workers of treachery at ease? The Mizmor ends with a formulaic Shalom al Israel, peace upon Israel, which also closes another Shir Hamalot, Psalm 128, Shalom al Israel. Shalom al Israel is not part of the sentence that precedes it. It stands alone as an after-prayer to the entire psalm. This concise, touching expression became very popular and has been found on mosaics and inscriptions in first millennium synagogues and tombstones, in Ein Gedi near the Dead Sea, in Susia south of Hebron, and even as far away as ancient Spain. These three short words inspired our ancestors through centuries of Galut till our wondrous return to Eretz Yisrael giving them hope and inspiration. Shalom al Israel.
J.M. in the A.M. Got to thank Dr. Lior Gottlieb, not only for his presentation in memory of Mayer, but uh, in a way controlling some of our musical selections. And <laughs> once, he, once he quoted Habotchim, I'm sure Mayer loved that. <laughs> once he quoted Habotchim, I said, okay, we've got, our, we've got our song for this morning. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday, 67 degrees, some clouds, some sun. High 81, clear tonight, low 62, sunny tomorrow, high 79. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. And now all A&H hot dogs, or at least the, I should say the regular A&H hot dogs, are available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. How do you like that? Try A&H today. Yeah, that is a big deal. It's a very big deal. That's for sure. Partners in Torah, the program that's connected over 80,000 Jews to learn with one another, is launching a campaign to enroll another 10,000 Jews this year on their state-of-the-art matching platform. Help them make this happen. Go to partnersintorah.org slash matching. Partnersintorah.org slash matching and help shape the Jewish future. And if you have time this summer, boy, if you got time, you could be a student or mentor in Partners in Torah. It would be a tremendous use of your time. An hour a week and really a tremendous use of your time. Check it out, partnersintower.org slash matching. Our friends at shopeichlers.com have something nobody else has. Thousands and thousands and thousands of items on their site from the world of Judaica. So whatever you're looking for, whether it's uh, something upcoming, something for the three weeks or nine days or Shvur Shachalbo or Tishabov or uh, even Elul and Rosh Hashanah, whatever it is that you're looking for, if it's a timely item or a gift item, you know, there's a lot of gifts out there that uh, you need to get. You probably don't realize it. Father's Day is Sunday. That's one. A lot of Hasanim and Kalas and Shevabrachas during this month. That's two. And a lot of graduations this month. That's three. Shopeichlers.com, where same-day delivery is available to a million neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey. Check it out, Shopeichlers.com. You'll be glad you did. You certainly will be glad you did. <laughs> Sina Mizrahi's brand new cookbook is um, being shipped in July. It's in pre-order right now. Go to artscroll.com slash good food. Artscroll.com slash good food. That's it. That's all you got to do. Artscroll.com slash good food. And pre-order the book. Oh, make sure to use promo code radio. Massive discount and free shipping on everything at artscroll.com. Every time you use promo code radio. I mean, if that's not attractive, I don't know what is, frankly. Um, what else? <laughs> Listener Daniel says, uh, <laughs> Sublime Donuts. Why are we giving Sublime a free plug? Well, after all, they host our breakfasts in, uh, <laughs> in Atlanta, so we have to. Sublime Donuts is waiting for your return as am I, says listener Daniel. Oh, he doesn't know what we have in store next time. We're going to overwork it. We worked him last time. We're going to overwork him this this next trip if it happens. That I could tell you. Um, And if you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Don't forget, Avrami's got a live lunch. That's right, live from Israel. A live lunch, live from Israel. 11 until 1 Eastern Time today, just a couple hours from now. Also, tomorrow, it's a new Music Alert Wednesday. Tomorrow is a new Music Alert Wednesday. Yaakov Shweki, 
toward the end of the 7 o'clock hour right here at JM in the AM. What do you think of that? We put together some amazing stuff, don't we? And Yaakov Shweki will join us a new music alert Wednesday, tomorrow, 7.45 here at JM in the AM. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSNA. Wraps up a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Yaakov Shweki tomorrow, and plenty more. Don't forget to go to the Chesed Fund, the Chesed Fund slash Mellis Family, the Chesed Fund slash Mellis Family, M E L E S Family. Give and give generously. Let's get them to their goal today. What to, why should they worry about that? They have a million other things to worry about with what's going on. So please help them, and I thank you. And don't forget to help us at some point, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And a big thank you to those who've been donating specifically in memory of Mayor Weingarten, Mayor Nahum Ben David. We thank you for that. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Single reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.